Hey everybody, you're listening to Nothing But Everything, the podcast where we talk about nothing, everything, and anything in between in hopes that you leave here feeling a little bit better about yourself. I'm your host and resident 20-something, Taylor Ann Carpenter. Today's episode has nothing to do with dwelling on the past, but everything to do with learning from the past. We're talking about 22 lessons from 2022 that I'm taking with me to 2023. Every year has its own adventures. Some years are better than others, but no matter what your year entails, I believe it is important to look back at the previous year before ringing in the new year. There are various ways of doing so. Most people, however, do this in the form of New Year's resolutions. I'm not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions, and I'll get to that later. But generally speaking, people look back in the past year and say to themselves, what do I want to change about my life? Most of the time, the resolutions are something like exercise more, lose weight, save money, stop smoking, travel more, eat healthy, meet new people. And all of these things are great, and I'm all for self-improvement. But I feel like we're missing the point of the week between Christmas and New Year. Rather than taking the time to look at our lives and wish they were different, we should look at our lives and see how they already are. What I do is look back at my year and think about the lessons that I've learned and how I've changed over the past 365 days. Believe it or not, January 1 you is vastly different from you on December 31st. And that's what we'll be discussing today on Nothing But Everything. I want to start off with what I'm calling lessons in self. These lessons are ones that are focused on my character rather than my relationships with others, but we'll get to those lessons later. They are what I call heart matters, matters that are about my own feelings and well-being, not about others. So let's just jump right in. First lesson, not everyone is like you, and that's just fine. In fact, that's probably a good thing. I know I'm not perfect, but sometimes I think to myself, if everyone thought like me, acted like me, or held themselves to the same standard I do, life would be so much better. For me. But if we lived in a world where everyone was just like me, we would lose so many great things because they just aren't my gifts and talents. And I spent a lot of time this year with people who are incredibly different from me. Whether that be the worldview, or the way they process things, or their hobbies, whatever it is. And while life might have been easier, or there might have been less arguments and tension, I wouldn't have learned new things. I wouldn't have gained many valuable experiences, or even been able to grow as a person. The second lesson I learned is sometimes you just have to let things go. Letting things go is hard for me. I hold grudges. I want the last word. I get frustrated when things aren't fair. But this year, I've come to realize that that is just life. I can't control everyone and everything. And when I don't let things go, the situation often ends up worse than before. Holding on to things never makes me feel good. And a lot of the time, I'm the only one with a problem, so I'm the one that needs to get over it. My grandmother used to say, you've got the same plants to get glad in whenever somebody was in a bad mood, holding a grudge, or dwelling on a situation that can't just be changed. So I've now adopted that phrase, and when I'm having trouble letting things go, I remind myself that I've got the same pants to get glad in. Sitting in my sorrow isn't helping anyone. I can either be sad and mopey or get on with my life, but it's up to me. Third is changing your mind is okay. It's as simple as that. You grow, and so your likes and dislikes change. Your hobbies change. And it's okay to initially like something or even dislike something, but end up changing your mind. Which brings me to my next point, lesson number four. You aren't a quitter if you stop doing an activity you no longer enjoy. 
This one is a big one for me. I hate to quit things. I'm someone who will stick it out. When I make a commitment, when I say I'll do something, I follow through. For those of you who don't know me, I was in a sorority for my first two years of college. It was fun for a time, but it wasn't for me. I felt like leaving my sorority was me quitting, so it took me forever to actually do so. But the reality is, there were other things in my life I enjoyed and wanted to pursue over sorority. I wasn't quitting, I was just making time for other things I found more important in my life. Number five, boundaries. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Create boundaries and don't let other people cross those lines. Lesson number six, having hobbies makes life more fun. One of my goals for the year was to have hobbies. I wanted things I could do regularly when I had free time. I wanted it to be activities that were inexpensive and mainly offline. I wanted to stop scrolling through TikTok as my hobby or watching Netflix in my free time. And I think I was pretty successful at that. I picked up reading and read a total of six books in six months, which isn't a lot to some people, but it's more than I had been reading. And now I really love to read. I became more interested in cooking and trying new recipes. I dabbled a little bit in photography. I got back into scrapbooking. And I know that makes me sound like an old lady, but I love scrapbooking. It allows me to be creative and have a collection of memories and a tangible item. There are many more things that I've learned, many more hobbies that I tried out this year, but these were the ones that I enjoyed the most and I'll probably stick with. Which brings me to number seven. Do things for your own enjoyment and not for attention from others. I'm a certified people pleaser and I've found myself doing things so other people would say something about it or so I could please other people. But that's no fun. That's just not fun. Worrying about what everyone else thinks is not fun at all. So I've been working on doing things for my own enjoyment and not worrying about what everyone else thinks. Like this podcast. I love the process of making a podcast, but I could just as easily only be publishing episodes because I want attention and gratification from others. Instead, I podcast for other reasons, like to share my thoughts on life, help other people, and simply because I enjoy it. Moving into lessons I learned about my relationships. The relationships I'm talking about here are not exclusively romantic, platonic, or familial. I think what I've learned applies to all different types of relationships. So let's get started with lesson number eight. All mature relationships, no matter the type, require communication and confrontation. This one is a biggie. If you can't have open and honest communication, you're bound to have more difficult relationships. It's as simple as that. When something is bothering you, despite your hate of confrontation, I'm talking about me, it is important you deal with it head on. This will benefit your relationship in the future, allowing for more trust and preventing more turmoil. Number nine, it is important to be there for others, even if you aren't as close as you used to be. There's not much I really wanna say about this one, just sometimes people need a friend. And the way I see it, if I can do something to help someone and make sure they know that they are loved, I'm going to do it. So it's important to be there for others, even if you aren't as close as you used to be. Number 10. Life is easier when you do it with other people. No one wants to go through life alone. I believe no one should go through life alone. Finding people to walk alongside you will help make things easier. You will have someone to confide in someone to encourage you, a shoulder to cry on, someone to make you laugh, whatever it may be, big or small, happy or sad, you don't have to go through it alone. So find your people because it's easier to go through life with them. Lesson 11. Most people take more than they give, but that doesn't mean you should stop giving. Whether you admit it or not, people are selfish. And whether you realize it or not, 
We are always take, take, taking things. I've experienced a few situations this year where I was helping people in my life. I was giving my time. I was giving my energy. I was giving my money. I was serving them, but not getting anything in return. Sometimes not even a thank you. But I realized that through different seasons of life, people need more help. And this year wasn't one of those years for me. I was in a place to be giving my time, my money, my energy, whatever. And I put myself in other people's shoes and thought to myself, if I was struggling and I couldn't give something in return, that wouldn't change the fact that I still want and need the help. So I decided to keep giving and trust that what goes around comes around. Lesson 12. Surround yourself with people you can be proud to say are your friends. The people you are around the most determine who you are. Sometimes it's through reputation, and other times they are physically influencing you. For example, parts of your personality change when you're around them, or your views change when you're around them. This year, I realized that there were people in my life I didn't like to be around because I wasn't myself. They weren't people I liked to claim as my friends. They behaved in ways that don't align with my values, and I decided it was best to distance myself from this group. That doesn't mean to completely cut them off. I'm just saying you should take a good look at the people who you spend the most time with and are closest to. We should all strive to have a group of people who are striving for the same things and share the same values as you. Which goes along with my next point. Leave behind those who don't build you up and support you. Make your core group of friends, those who care for you enough to call you out when you're wrong, build you up in life, encourage you, and support you in your dreams. This year, I really felt that I found those people. The relationships that have grown this year are people I am proud to call my friends and people I know want what's best for me. They are people who love me enough to tell me when I've hurt them or when I'm wrong. Point 14. Giving trust builds trust. The best way to build trust is to start with trust. Trust is fundamental to a relationship. If you can't trust other people or refuse to trust them, they aren't likely to trust you back. So sometimes it's just easier if you're the first person to trust. Moving on to our final category. These are just words of advice or words to the wise. These are things that this year that I have learned that don't really necessarily deal with one category or another. They're just something that I think people should know. So, lesson 15. Hard work pays off. I've heard this my whole life and never really believed it until this year. I achieved a lot of really cool things, but some of the things I achieved didn't just happen. They required hard work. I'm the social media editor of a newspaper at my college, but I didn't get the gig just because. I got it because I dedicated time to the newspaper and worked hard at my stories. So much so that the leadership team decided that they wanted me to take on a new role. A role that was more demanding, but one they were confident in my ability to do because of my work ethic. Lesson 16. Asking questions is how you learn. Sometimes I'm afraid to ask questions because I don't want to look dumb or I don't want others to look at me funny. I don't want to seem incompetent or feel like I don't deserve to be where I'm at. But the only way to learn something is to ask questions. And most of the time, your questions are valid. And this year, I spent a lot of time asking questions and trying new things. Lesson 17, it gets better. Sometimes life kind of looks hopeless when you've been struggling with something for a long time. I would know. To be real, I've dealt with mental health issues for a while, and there was a time where I thought I'd be dealing with it at the same intensity for the rest of my life. And while I still deal with it, my struggles aren't as intense as they have been in the past. 
So just to encourage you, it gets better. So whatever you're dealing with isn't the end-all be-all. It isn't it for you. There is more for your life, and you will come out of this. Lesson 18. Don't underestimate your abilities. I tend to underestimate my skill set. Part of this because I always strive for perfection, sometimes to my detriment, and feel like there is always room to improve. But what I realized when I was doing interviews for internships this year was that I am capable and competent. I was fortunate enough to get several interviews with really great companies. I even landed an internship at a prestigious hospital in Memphis. But during that process, and even during my internship, I didn't feel like I was supposed to be there. I didn't think I had what it took to do well at the job or the interview. But that wasn't the case. Even though I felt like I didn't have experience or abilities in digital integration, which was my position, what I did have was other experiences and skills that applied to the position So I was able to use my current skills to help me reveal underdeveloped skills and even learn things I had absolutely no knowledge of. So just a little side note for those of you who have not done an internship yet and are about to do that soon, they really do want to help you at most places that you'll get an internship at. They want to help you learn and get real-world experience. And through your resume, through your interview, through your cover letter, they see those abilities that you may not see in yourself. And they see places that you can learn more and grow more and have more skills developed. So don't underestimate your abilities. Don't be afraid to ask questions and learn new things. Lesson 19. Other people are watching. They notice you and your actions. And if you're doing good, it will pay off. So as I mentioned, this summer I had a really awesome internship. I worked really hard and wanted to learn and gain all the real-world experience I could in my field. So part of the program at this place allowed me to meet one-on-one with people in the department. I was meeting with a lady that I hadn't talked to very much, but when I met with her, she immediately said that she'd been watching the work I was doing and wanted me to know that I could use her as a reference. I was so shocked because it means a lot when someone says that. To me, it feels like an endorsement. This woman said that she could tell what kind of person I was based on how I conducted myself in the office, how I spoke to those around me, and how I completed my work. All that to say, you never know when people are watching, so conduct yourself in a manner that you would want others to see. Say no more often. As I mentioned, I'm a big people pleaser, which makes it hard for me to say no to people. So to go along with my boundaries, I learned to say no more often. I learned that I don't have to say yes to everyone and everything. Lesson 21. Reliability. That's really all there is to say about this one. Be reliable. Over the past year, I've realized that reliability in a person is one of my core values. When I was thinking about this one, I wondered why it was so important to me. And I think it's because I like consistency. Generally speaking, people who are reliable tend to be pretty consistent. They're committed and follow through on what they say they will do. But I also realized I value reliability because it's similar to trust. Trust is the foundation of any good and healthy relationship. If a person trusts you, they know they can count on you or rely on you. Trust and reliability go hand in hand. I think you can't have one without the other. And that's why I always try to be reliable because I want people to know they can trust me. And I always look for reliable people because I want people that I can trust. Like I said earlier, Giving trust builds trust. And finally, lesson 22. It's not worth it to fight over politics. In 2022, I met so many different people. 
Some were quite similar, others extremely different. And in today's world, one of the places that is most polarizing and where we see the most controversy and opposing views is in politics. Some people are really, really, really passionate. Others couldn't care less. Some are somewhere in between. But this year was also a year with lots of political upheaval. And so for people who love to talk politics, there was much to converse around. Well, with meeting so many people this year came meeting people with completely opposite views as me. So now I have people in my life who love to talk politics, which is fine. The problem is when these people won't hear you out, won't respect your opinions, and become abrasive towards you. Some of these people like to debate politics, which is fine, except when the debate is no longer a debate but rather an argument. They bring up politics for the sake of arguing. So with all that went on in our political climate, I just had to completely stop entertaining conversations on politics with these types of people. There are people in my life that I love being around who are like this. So I just avoid the topic of politics. And if they bring it up, I pivot. I change the topic. Or simply tell them that I'm not doing it. I've seen so many relationships become shattered over politics, and that's not worth it to me. I know people who hate being in the room as members of their family because of politics. I know siblings who no longer speak because of politics. Friends who are no longer friends because of opposing views. And it's just not worth it to lose the ones you love over something like politics. Now, to circle back to why I don't like making New Year's resolutions. I am a person who loves to have goals, but not resolutions. For me, if I decide I want to change something about my life, I don't wait until the New Year to do it. I start when I decide I want to make a change. So New Year's resolutions don't really have a place in my life. But more importantly, I feel like these resolutions just set you up for failure. We have the wrong perspective when creating resolutions. There are no actionable items in most people's resolutions. I read a statistic this week saying that only 19% of people actually stick to their resolutions. And a writer from Forbes said, quote, resolutions can't lead to sustainable behavior change because they are not constructed in a way that harnesses motivation and turns it into action and change. This is why I prefer to look back at my year and see what I've learned and how I've changed already. And then when I set my goals throughout the year, I use SMART goals. Those of you who know what those are, I'm so sorry to bring them up, but they are so applicable and helpful when setting goals for yourself. For those of you who don't know what they are, SMART goals stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Timely Goals. Making sure your goals meet those criteria help you actually accomplish something. I've been using this for years, except I didn't know it had a name until I came to college. So if you decide to do New Year's resolutions, try to think of them in terms of SMART goals. But I strongly encourage you to look at what you've learned and how you've changed over the past year before doing so. As we head into the new year, it's important to reflect on the past year and look at how our lives have changed for the better. There will always be room for improvement, and the best way to improve is through learning. I hope that as we kick off 2023, you will remember a few of the lessons I've learned this past year and take them with you. Remember to give even if you don't get anything in return. Ask questions and work hard. And of course, surround yourself with people who love and support you. People you can be proud to call your friends. Happy New Year. I hope your year is full of memories you cherish and lessons you'll hold on to for the years to come. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening to Nothing But Everything. I hope you enjoyed our time together and are feeling a little bit more seen. If you liked this podcast, feel free to subscribe to stay up to date on our episodes. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at TatGirl, 
or on Twitter at Taylor Ann Carpenter. Bye, y'all.